I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you hear the turntables on a Monday night, you know it's time to... What the kids say, turn it up a little bit. You know what it means. Yeah. You know Red, the number, too. That's right. Red Reaction Show. It's not our show. It's yours. 913-586-7610. Uh, special edition tonight. You get an hour and a half. Lucky you. I mean, I mean, not my show. I don't get an extra hour and a half. You, the callers, the texters. Again, 913-586-7610. You get the extra half hour. I mean, you thought after hours was fun. This is like extended hour. 736 to 9 o'clock on probably the most miserable day you've ever had outside. So you get to sit inside, pour yourself a nice, you know, nice cocktail. This is perfect bourbon weather. Your team just won another game. Not only won the game, but like, I'm just going to say, that's the best the Chiefs have looked all year. That was a dominating performance. It really was. And then to find out that the interception wasn't even Mahomes' fault. Crazy. 913-586-7610. 913-586-7610. Different show tonight. We'll go from now until 9 o'clock. We'll, we'll, a little bit of an extended red reaction show here on 610 Sports Radio. Chiefs win against the Niners. 40-something to doesn't really matter something. They brought Frank Clark back from 2019. Patrick Mahomes was, again... One of the more dominating players in the NFL. After yesterday, there was a lot of realization, I think. And a lot of people out there that watched that game, I think were like me. I mean, Sunday we were talking about it. I thought it was going to be a dog fight. It, it was going to be a tough match. It was going to be. like it, too. Yeah, it kind of started off yeah, that it was way. It off that way. It was, uh, you know, they, they, they drove down the field and. You know, those are those are things that teams do, right? They have their first 15 scripted. They've got everything they need ready to rock and roll. They know how they're going to do it. Everything's set in motion. And then after that, it's up to the defense to adjust. Um, and then the Chiefs would go on a 44-13 to 13 route. Yesterday reminded me, and maybe you have an opinion, 913-586-7610. Again, it's not, it's not my show. It's yours. Um, but Nick Price, Dusty Likens with you here on the Red Reaction Show on 610 Sports Radio. And the thing is, is there have been nine 40-point games in the NFL this season. Nine. The Chiefs have three of them. Kansas City is the only team with more than one 40-point game this season. We're not team missing Tyree Kill. I think the situation has worked both for for each party and, and we're over that. I'm I'm more so um I'm more so on the team of of I think this team damn near played perfect yesterday. For sure. The interception we found out after the after the game, Andy Reid described in the post-game press conference that it was maybe Sky Moore ran the route a little too long. It should have been a shorter route. Um, those things are methodical. So, like, Mahomes is getting the snap, and then he's immediately throwing to that spot. Um, so, I'm not blaming Sky Moore. I'm just blaming communication on that play. I did. I, I did see that, though, yeah. and it seemed kind of similar to what happened at the end of the Bills game, too. Same target, right? You know, same target, same yep. kind of route, just running it maybe a little too deep, which something that I think, you know, Andy brings these rookies along slowly, that's part of it right there. And then I think what they do, they scored on six of the next seven drives. The only one they didn't score on was the missed field goal by Butker. Yeah. 
Um, the fumble by Sky Moore, I think we can all agree. I think we're done with that. I think, I think we're done with that experiment. Yeah. I don't, I don't really necessarily need to see Sky Moore uh, return punts anymore. Maybe he, next year. He didn't do it in college. Like, let's, you know, you win some, you lose some. I think he's still a talented player, going to be here for a while, going to do a lot of good things. But They're just trying to get him involved. Yeah, and you know? that's just not where they need to do it. But I think after the interception, the Chiefs outscored San Francisco 44-13. So it was like the trigger got flicked and then there was no turning back. And it was a 40-point scored game again, third one in the season, continue to have the number one offense. Mahomes now uh, leading the way with this with this team in this offense. So, again, Kansas City wins 44-13. to 13. This is Red Reaction Show a little bit early tonight. Ah, uh, the signal's up. That means Batman's ready to go. Batman, go ahead and kick us off tonight. Man, you know it's poetic justice for the reaction. The best show on the air to get another half an hour, an extra half hour. We, we could use it. We could do this show the whole day, but the deal of it is, it's the reaction show. And my reaction is what I told you. If we could get to the, uh, bye week at five and two, which we're, st- we're, we're actually have with Buffalo and over on the other side with the giants and the Eagles, uh, these four teams are are, the, are are heading in as number one seeds. They're all got a good shot at it. Uh, we got a, our, our next game with the Titans. We, we got the next three out of four at, the, at Arrowhead, you know, and, and that's definitely an advantage. Plus, the guys that we needed to come back came back hard. Willie Gay came back beautiful. Uh, everybody contributed to the game. Chris Chris Stones went nuts. <laughs> Travis is Travis. And Patrick was is just improving. He's improving every game. We're improving every game. The other teams are either basically in the same slump or regressing. The Chiefs are progressing. We're, we're this. We should change the name of the show to the Red Machine Red Machine Reaction Show because they are the machine. And you know they are because you guys come in late at night when we've listened to all the hype and all the dive, and you come in and you tell the truth just like the real werewolf does. With his associate, Nikki, the price is right. And I thank you, brothers, because you rock as usual. Dan, thanks for Dan. Batman, thanks for the call. Appreciate the kind words. Um, lot to dive into uh, with that one. But, yeah, I think Chris Jones continues to be one of the best defensive players in the league. I mean, he's been rated the top defender, uh, according to Pro Football Focus, all year with a 91.3. That's best over all defensive linemen and all the names you can think of. Yes, he's, he's over all of them. He's had a few bad breaks, um, too. Yeah, you know, those kind of stick in your mind, but overall, I mean, you got to be happy with what CJ's doing this year. I think he's got a, I think his stat line. I can look it up, obviously, during the break that we'll get to here in a little bit. But again, five nine one three five eight six seven six ten. Not our show; it's yours here on the Red Reaction with Nick Price, Dusty Likens with you as well. I think he's got five sacks now, and he should have seven plus a fumble recovery plus a forced fumble. So he should have almost he should have seven, maybe eight sacks. I think in total. Um, he's got five. He's doing well. He's he's continuing to feed you Big Macs uh, until until you're sick of them. But I think this defense finally looked good yesterday. And I know that the first drive they had where McCaffrey seemed to be in on every play and they were moving the chains and driving the ball down. And I know that he threw a touchdown to George Kittle. But again, 13 points, right? That, I mean, that that's... that's- that's the impressive part to me is right when that game started, McCaffrey got a lot more play than I thought. And, you know, like his first two runs were like nine yards, 10 yards. I was like, oof, it's going to be a long day. But this defense seems to buckle down after they they make really good adjustments, I think is what I'm seeing, is they're making adjustments, and it's a totally different game after those first couple of drives there from the defense for the mm-hmm. rest of the time. Yeah. That's big, and they're making the big plays. Danny KCK, go ahead, man. Hey, Dusty. Hi, Nick. You surprised me uh, early show today. Oh, that's okay. Uh, it was a great game by McCall Hardman. That the Jets sweep touchdowns, uh, three touchdowns, and a uh, breakout game for uh, yeah, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster on 13 yards, and uh, Frank Clark with the safety. I'm surprised Jimmy G hung on to the ball. So it was a great way to go into the bye. And uh, I wanted to call Bink last night, but uh, yeah, I couldn't get through. Uh, nobody was answering the phone. Maybe in two weeks. So take care of yourself, guys. Take care. Have a great night. You too, Dan. Have a good night, Dan. Thanks for the call, as always. We'll talk about McCall Hardman. We'll talk about Juju Smith-Schuster a little bit later in the show. It's like you can look at the rundown and see what we're about to talk about. But very impressive numbers there from, from McCall. The, the McCall Hardman game, the three-touchdown game against San Fran. 
Um, a big win, a big win on the road. Again, this team damn near played perfect yesterday. Mahomes looked like an assassin. Uh, Joe Burrow had the big first half of the day where it was, you know, like, is Joe Burrow going to throw for 500? And everybody liked what Joe Burrow was doing. And then Mahomes said, just one second. Mahomes should have had almost a clean slate of game. But again, 40 points, third time all year for the Chiefs. They're the only team to do that. They have, uh, the NFL has nine 40-point games on their schedule so far. The Chiefs own three of those. So, Number one offense plays another great defense. Offense prevails, and I think the Chiefs look to continue to keep this streak alive. And when we come back, I think Mahomes and the Futures look really, really good. This is the Red Reaction Show with Dusty Likens, brought to you by Hellsberg Diamonds, the official jeweler of the Kansas City Chiefs, serving the kingdom for over 100 years in 200 locations. On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. Bears up 10-0 on New England if anybody cares. I know you do. I mean, I, yeah. I've already not accepted. Anymore. Yeah, I've already accepted my parlay. It's not going to hit. I missed uh, one out of my five-leg parlay this week. Just Tampa Bay minus 13. I put out so many bets yesterday. Yeah. Finished up $5. That's good. You're still up. Yeah. I mean, like you put like a hundred bucks out there on like all these different crazy parlays and everything. You end up whatever. That's doesn't like the, matter to me. That's a win. That's like the equivalent of playing golf and shooting 95 and be like, I didn't shoot a hundred. Right. Average and shooting golfer. like, you know, shooting like 57 on the front. Average like, golfer ooh. shoots a hundred. Uh, speaking of betting and money, I think Mahomes futures are going to look good for a lot of you. Over-under touchdowns on the year was, I think, 45 or 43 and a half, I think was Mahomes' futures on touchdowns. He was plus 900 to win the MVP. And I told you all, told all of you that listened to me, I told every single one of you on this radio station that Patrick Mahomes would throw for 48 touchdowns and 4,800 yards. After seven games, so legitimately we have week eight next week and then week nine will be, I guess you can consider that the halfway point. This was Matt Verderam on Twitter yesterday. Tyreek Hill had 1,239 yards on 7.8 yards per target last year. So I'll slow that down because I know I talk fast. Tyreek Hill last year had 1,239 yards on 7.8 yards per target last year. So every time he caught the ball, 7.8 yards, which ended up in a total of 1239. This season, Juju Smith-Schuster is averaging 10.3 yards per target, and he's on pace for 1,200 yards. MVS is at 9.7. Travis Kelsey's yards per target has jumped from 8.4 to 9.2. If you're wondering where Patrick Mahomes' numbers are projected, 5,243 yards passing and 49 touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes might as well go ahead and maybe just break the NFL this year and have a second in five years. This will be his fifth year as a starter. And in his second time in his career, he might throw for 50 and 5,000 again. I didn't think that he could touch that number or that window of a number again. I thought it was going to be maybe, you know, maybe one year he just puts it all together, but to do it that quickly. I said this would be a top three year in Patrick Mahomes' career. I didn't think it could be possibly his best career year. But those numbers, to me, kind of lead me to believe that Patrick Mahomes could win the MVP. And right now, Patrick Mahomes should be the MVP favorite. Jalen Hurts is up there because his team is 6-0, but his numbers are nowhere near Patrick Mahomes. Um, His competition at MVP is the favorite for the MVP earlier this year, and that is Josh Allen, and their numbers are damn near similar. Mahomes has the edge because Allen had the bye this past week. Mahomes have a bye this week. Josh Allen will continue to play. Allen's got the edge because he beat Mahomes. A little bit. And he'll win if they win the division, he'll have that edge too. But Patrick Mahomes so far this year, five and two with a sixty-six point nine completion percentage. He's thrown for twenty-one fifty-nine, eight point two yards in attempt, twenty touchdowns, and five picks. 
That ratio is four to one. So he's gonna do it again. Once again, Patrick Mahomes is going to be a top, the top finishing quarterbacks in the league. This is just another year of another year of Patrick Mahomes. And I find it hilarious because so many people before the year had the the conversation. What's he going to be like in this offense? Is this offense going to take a step back? This offense might be better than the offense in 2018. And that's hard to say because they had Kareem Hunt and Kareem Hunt was a freak. But this offense this year seems to kind of click. And Mahomes' pro football reference page is going to continue to pile up. Right now, there's already two columns of five things each. Four-time Pro Bowl, MVP, Player of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year, MVP. It's all there. And again, Josh Allen's numbers, I believe, are, I think they have the same completion percentage, 66.9. Allen's thrown for 17 touchdowns and four interceptions, and he's averaging like 8.4 yards per attempt. So they're very similar. So where the edge is is where Patrick Mahomes has lost that game to Josh Allen, and they might be the AFC winners, which might be the decisive factor. But again, Patrick Mahomes was plus 900 or 9-1 to odds to win the MVP. Remember, he was the third-rated quarterback on the list in the top 100th best player on that list. If you don't think Patrick Mahomes has put all of that stuff into a memory bank and used that as fuel to fire his game and fire his decisions on what he's doing this year, then I don't know what else to tell you, but the disrespect must stop. The average person that talks about Patrick Mahomes and says that he's not the best quarterback they've ever seen needs to stop lying because I can tell you right now, Chris Broussard had this to say with Nick Wright today. Agree. I, I don't like to necessarily categorize quarterbacks just as football players. You know, people say Brady's the best football player. I reject that. But best quarterback, I, I said, I told you this last week, Talking to my dad, I said, watching Mahomes against Buffalo, I said, he's the best quarterback we've ever seen. Now, he's going to have to keep winning. He will not – we know he will not get rated as that if he doesn't win more championships. That's good. But he is the best we've ever seen, period. Couldn't disagree anymore. Chris Broussard, who is also one of these national guys that's finally come around. But when you have Nick Wright with you every day, and Nick Wright, who's been trying to tell people this every day, um, you know, here it is, on a platter, um, right where we thought they'd be. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, above above Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Um, We come back. I think you got to keep pace because then it's just going to make the next four, the last four years look like it's just going to continue to happen. We'll do that next as the Red Reaction Show continues 8 to 9 o'clock here on 610 Sports Radio. Nick Price, Dusty Likens, not our show, it's yours. This is the Red Reaction Show with Dusty Likens, brought to you by Hellsberg Diamonds, the official jeweler of the Kansas City Chiefs, serving the kingdom for over 100 years in 200 locations. On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. Back in on Red Reaction Show, 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock. It's not our show, it's yours. 913-586-7610. Feel free to do whatever you want. Call in, text in. Again, not our show, it's yours. Jay Southland, Toe Service, text line 913-586-7610. Um, this says from the 913, Clark. Casey's still not polished. A lot of new slash young pieces, 40-plus on top NFL defense with no Tyreek. That's pretty scary. Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL, and Frank Clark was on fire. Frank Clark just, I don't know, man. He just looked like he was just ready to play football that day. Got in the backfield, disrupt things in the end zone. Damn near caused a fumble. Chicago up on New England, 10-0 for those wondering what's going on in that game. Justin Fields, only touchdown. So if you had Justin Fields first score, Justin Fields anytime, congratulations, you probably won a decent amount of money. 
Um, Mac Jones looks absolutely terrible. And he's been benched. As Zappy he should. It's Zappy Hour, baby. Watch this game flip on a dime. Speaking of games, flip it on a dime. That one yesterday was pretty fun. I think that we, uh, I think we can all accept the fact that uh, I don't think they need to add any sort of offensive weapon. Again, it is kind of a contradicting statement because I think you could always supply Patrick Mahomes with the same amount of weapons, but it seems at least the last couple of weeks that this offense is kind of in a rhythm with its wide receivers with Juju Smith-Schuster and MVS. It seems that teams kind of, uh, it has their, their vibe is fit. They, uh, they know what they're doing and they kind of get each other and it all starts with chemistry and whether you have chemistry in the office, whether you have chemistry um, at your job, whether that's at a school, like if you're a gym teacher, you have to have chemistry with the other person. If you're teaching a split squad gym uh, session, like we had in our school, like our, we had, we had two gym teachers, we had a guy and a girl and they were on, they were awesome because they had great chemistry. Uh, This show flows pretty well because Nick price and I have great chemistry. That's just the way things work. And when, you do things that are on the same page. Results tend to happen in a positive way. And Juju Smith-Schuster had this to say in postgame about how this game played out because of, well, the, re- the way that they do chemistry. Going into that the second half and going into the fourth quarter, man, everyone was just so excited, you know, because once the defense gets a stop and once you're on one, you ever play Madden and they got like the, the X factor on, on like a quarterback? But they had it on Pat today, and it was like fire. And I was just like, damn, he's on, he's on his X Factor. Let me try to get on mine. I ain't got one, but I try to get one. So, but you want to talk about, like, chemistry and trust? Yeah, so we started off in Dallas. You know, we worked out there. Uh, it was pretty cool. Pat got, Pat got his, like, own little facility. I'm like, damn, that's pretty cool, Pat. Pat got his. So we started off there. We came here, worked out in camp, built that chemistry. Obviously, preseason, camp. But I'm going to tell you what got us the chemistry, what we needed this game. So I think it was like, yeah, I think it was Friday night. It was me, Pat, Travis, and uh, MVS. We were playing Call of Duty together. We were playing Warzone. And we played three games. We won three games back to back. And we got off, we was like, damn, like, it's really hard to win a game in, in Warzone Call of Duty. And you could just tell like, the communication between all of us and like the chemistry was just like, it was like we were in the game. Like, he's there, he's right there, he's above, he's right here. And, Kind of just led into this game and it kind of just showed on the field. Yeah, yeah. So we're on we're the on same, the same team. team. So like, so we're on the same team, right? It's also, there's four of us. There's 64 people on this map. It's called Rebirth Island. We all land in, and then we all like, you know, we get our guns. We once we get our guns, then we're all like, you know, working together, like the communication. Like, yo, let's move upstairs. Let's go here. Travis behind you. Pat, he's behind you. He's in the store, and it, 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 that's where it all started at. Honestly, you can ask him about it too. Yeah, I don't, I don't play uh, all the time, but some of those guys play. And so when I had a kind of a free night on Friday, and so I told them, I was like, I'll get on with y'all for a little while. And so it was me, uh, Travis, Marquez, and Juju. And Marquez and Juju are really good. Me and Travis are just all right. But we did our part, and we went three for three with, with three wins in Warzone, which I don't do often, which I, they might, but I don't. So I felt pretty good about it going into the game. I mean, it, it's cool. Uh, when you get away from the facility, um, you're doing, like, I mean, it's kid-like things, and uh, you, you're on the headset, and you're kind of talking and joking around and, and, and talking about the week. Uh, it kind of gets your mind off of just football, and it's about building those relationships. And so uh, it, it's definitely cool to kind of see these guys, even if it's on the game, outside of the facility. How good is Patrick Mahomes at, like, everything in life? Now, I know nothing about uh, Modern Warfare. I'm 35 and I don't play I video games. Um, I'll give you the scoop. I will say this. I can only imagine that – Someone who barely plays, and like I will say, I tried the whole like Fortnite thing during uh, quarantine. I was not good at it. I watched guys that were insanely good at it. It looks like it takes uh, pretty good skill to play those games to kind of like read a map, know where you're at, know where your competition's at, know where your teammates are at. And the fact that like Mahomes, like, yeah, I don't really play that much. Um, I just uh, hop on every once in a while. I had a free time here. I, you know, I didn't have kid duty. And then, yeah, we just won three games back to back to back. That's um, really tough. Just from yeah. from somebody who plays Call of Duty and has played Fortnite and all that kind of stuff, yeah. like winning those battle royale games is tough in general. Like they come every once in a while. I yeah. mean, I'm not like that great, but I if I play it a lot, you know, I start playing pretty well. I still get whooped by twelve year olds sure. all the time. You know, like oh, yeah. those kids are freaks. And so oh, yeah. the fact that they're able to get on there, I mean, it really is when you're playing as a squad on there, it's about communication and knowing where everybody's at and knowing kind of how your teammates uh-huh. in Call of Duty or whatever you're doing or thinking. 
and where their next move is going to be without them even having to say it. And I mean, I know they're they're kind of joking around a little bit, but that that translates, you know, know, that translates because it's it goes back to the chemistry thing, you know, like, yeah, like go back to you and me when we were starting in radio and everything. We hung out outside of the radio station a Mm -hmm. few times and. After that, things changed. You know, yeah. I knew you better, you knew me better, and then we were able to put together better radio. So I get it. Yeah, and I think that it, I don't know if there's like a whole lot of jokes. I just think that like we're getting to a point in our lives where young kids' analogies are just going to be strictly like video games. Like, right? You know, we've TikTok. And, and the best way that we've always described people was video game style of player. Like he just looks like a video game character out there. Um, but the way Juju says that is that Mahomes had his X factor. I do understand that and that is just basically a very honest thing where it's just like Mahomes is out here and like he's basically in a mode right now where some people say they go into god mode some people say they're just unstoppable Beast they're, mode. yeah whatever you whatever it is that you want to describe it blank mode um and there there was just when he's that good everyone around him is elevated as well and Juju Smith-Schuster like it all start like he said it all started back in July when they went to pack camp when Mahomes like hey everybody get down here and let's get on the same page. Let's just, you know, we'll figure things out. We'll see what everybody's good at, and we'll put all that together. And then when we can get everybody solidified and true to what the routes can be, what can be best for you, we'll put it into the playbook, and then we'll have situations. And it's like a little bit of a like a layer of, of like an onion, if you want to go to the Shrek uh, terminology. But <laughs> there's little layers to go through and through and through. And now what I think you're starting to see is this offense click because the last two weeks – Juju Smith-Schuster has 12 receptions for 237 yards and two touchdowns. Last week was his first touchdown as a Chief, too. Two weeks ago. Or two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. that's what I meant. So he had the touchdown, and then this week he has that, what was it, like a 48-yard catch and run and got the score. MBS seems to be accepting his role and really has taken this role on as a as kind of just the deep zone spot. Whereas, like, Tyreek Hill would catch it and then be gone. MVS would be that he's now the guy where, like, Mahomes is going to be like, just run, like, 40 yards out. And they had their biggest play of the year. I believe it was, like, a 58-yard catch by MVS, maybe longer. Uh, 913-586-7610, not our show, it's yours. Um, But I don't need the offense to add anything. And not to be, you know, funny or stupid, but you don't want to mess with the juju that this offense currently has. Like, bringing somebody in means that you now have to, like, tinker with the way that this playbook goes. And again, I'm, I'm with a lot of you. I think there's a lot of you that, that are okay to still bring in Odell Beckham jr. Or a receiver like an Elijah Moore or a Brandon cooks. Who's been linked to uh trade uh, Jerry Judy's out there, but I don't necessarily think that you need to, I think that you have the number one offense, you're shredding top defenses. And I think what you have on offense is enough, at least at this point to win a super bowl. I think I, I truly do. Yeah, I think the only reason why you would bring somebody in is more of a contingency thing. Yeah. You know, because the guys that they have out there right now clearly have awesome chemistry together and they're finding that groove and, you know, they're mm-hmm. rolling. But if somebody does miss a few games or something like that, you'd like to have that next man up mentality of having somebody who's got that kind of star power in like an OBJ or if you went out and got Elijah Moore, or DJ Moore, or whoever we're talking about, it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter who it is, but bringing in an extra piece. I think that's really the only reason why you would do that. I, I seem to gravitate more towards bringing an extra piece on defense because that seems to be the side of the ball that gets a little bit more banged up and that we've seen for the most part, like good play on defense, but we've seen that when one guy is missing from that defense, it looks a lot different. So being able to like beef up the defense, I think is more of where you want to go with that. But no, I'm with you. I mean, this, this offense seems to be rolling at the right time and really starting to find themselves. Which I think is fine because everyone thought that Juju Smith-Schuster would have a sub-average year, and now he's on pace to have 1,200 yards receiving. I mean, now people are talking about sign Juju long-term. I think that's okay. I I would be down for it. I think think you could definitely do that. I think that this is is a very, and we're going to get into this a little bit later, but I think this is a very interesting time to have a bye week because the trade deadline is November 1st, so that's next Tuesday, a week from tomorrow. Um, You don't play. But if you're going to go get somebody, you get a week and a half, basically. We'll call no, I'm not, I'm not going to call it two weeks. It's not two full weeks. But you get a week and a half to bring somebody in here and learn your system. But then again, I go to the defense, right, where you want to ask if you want to make a trade. And the D-line had five sacks yesterday. Old Frank was back. Skinny Frank was there. 
Five sacks. Chris Jones looked unstoppable. Frank Clark had one and a half sacks. Willie Gay, I think, had a sack. Legereus Sneed had a half sack. I mean, they just looked they looked good. They looked like they 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 were there. And I get it. San Francisco's offensive line isn't the greatest, but they got the best left tackle in football. Yeah, and he was back. And he was, you know. and he was coming off injury, so maybe he wasn't hundred percent. And, you know, again, it's Jimmy Garoppolo, but you still, know, I mean applied pressure and got and got sacks. And the biggest problem last year was you were getting pressure, but you weren't getting sacks. We all remember the AFC championship game where we, you, you couldn't get anybody to get Joe Burrow down. And this team, I think where if they're going to get somebody or they're going to help themselves, I think where you can have not enough targets is in the secondary, go get you that cornerback. And there is one available. I think that Chiefs should go make a push for greedy Williams. Greedy Williams is on the trade market. The Browns have come out and said that they're willing to listen to anybody talk to them about Kareem Hunt or Greedy Williams. I thought Kareem Hunt would be a surefire pick for the Jets. They went out and got uh, James Robinson just about a couple hours ago, uh, a six that could be a fifth-round pick. But you have 12 picks next year. Greedy Williams is not going to cost you a first-round pick. He's on his final year of his contract. He's an unrestricted free agent next year. He's 24 out of LSU, got drafted in 2019. Um, Why not? Go get a corner. Go get somebody that can help this secondary and really shut things down on the outside because your defensive line isn't going to get to guys all the time. They're going to have to have some guys out there play defense, and and we don't know what happened. Uh, if we don't know what's going on with Trent McDuffie, you know, came off the IR but has yet to come back and play. Now they have that sandwich bye week now that they can put him back for another week of rest. But I mean, if you got you know Trent McDuffie, you have Greedy Williams, you have Legarius Sneed, you have Jalen Watson who looked a little bit better. Back. You get Fenton back. You can really pad that secondary, and I think where you can really dominate teams moving forward is padding that secondary because guess what? You're just trying to get to Buffalo. I think it's You're just trying to get there. Yeah, I think it's one or the other, right? If you're going to make a move on defense, it's got to be on that D-line or it's got to be in the secondary because, you know, we saw yesterday the Chiefs were without Trent McDuffie. They were without Rashad Fenton, and they were able to be extremely effective on defense because they got to the quarterback. So you can go with a lighter secondary if you can get to the quarterback. But Ooh. if you're having struggles with that, like, you know, I know, I, what do they have, one sack in the Buffalo game? Something yeah. like that. If you're having trouble with that or you got a more mobile quarterback, because let's be real here, you're planning on how do we beat Buffalo in January, right? Yep. That's got to be the plan. So how do you beat Buffalo in January? You either got to get to Josh Allen or you got to have great coverage downfield to give your guys enough time. So right. I'm with you. It's one or the other for me. Uh, but like you said, man, you got 12 picks. Go make something happen because you know that you could package a few picks in like the fourth and the sixth or the, you know, a couple sevenths or whatever it is to go get a guy that's in the last year of his deal mm-hmm. and bring him in for one run in the Super Bowl. Come on. I mean, that's easy. Yep. And uh, the best we can do that is stay on pace. And I think what they can do right now is it looks like, at least to this point, they're staying on pace with what they've been doing the previous four years. This is the Red Reaction Show with Dusty Likens, brought to you by Hellsberg Diamonds, the official jeweler of the Kansas City Chiefs, serving the kingdom for over 100 years in 200 locations. On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. I love this show because they just let me sit here and let you all um, dictate where we go. They're letting me talk for an extra 30 minutes tonight. I love it. <sighs> so, kind of a funny little situation developing in New England. Mac Jones might be done for his career in New England. So, what is it? Brady Zappy? Is that his first name? Bailey Zappy. Bailey Zappy. Bailey Zappy, Zappy, Zappy hour, hour, whatever you want to call it, comes in for Mac Jones. Throws a hose down the left-hand side for a touchdown. Gets it. Then comes right back out. First play. Throws a hose down the left-hand side. They get, like, all the way down to the five. Ramondre Stevenson goes in and scores. Just in case you were wondering if my parlay was being bet tonight, it was. Uh, we have under 40 and a half in this game, so I need him to kind of calm down. 
Um, New England Patriots money line, that's good. Ramondre Stevenson, anytime touchdown, that's checked out. Under 17 and a half for the Bears, they need to calm down. And New England over 15 and a half. So, Nick Price, honestly, if I'm, if I'm going to be optimistic, all I need to see the rest of this game is a Patriots field goal, and then we can just shut it down. And just stop right there. And I mean, it. hey, good luck with what Zappy's doing, though. Bring in the pouring rain, bring in the bad weather, and then just run the ball with Ramondre Stevenson and just get field goals. I mean, Bailey Zappy's out here just Making it rain. It. He's just chucking it. I mean, that was like a 43-yard catch on that drive. Like, the, mm-hmm. the touchdown pass before is like 30-something. So, I'm praying for you, man, but good luck. Thank I mean, you. it's Zappy hour. We have uh, we have are on pace to hit at least three of those. That is at least I think fair. Um, okay, so last week the narrative that I had pushed all week on after hours, which we'll have a new one this week. Um, but last week I kept saying, get to thirteen wins, get to thirteen wins, put the pressure on Buffalo, and let's just let's just see where the season goes because I think thirteen wins gets you at least the number two seed. Um, but now things are a little bit different because if you're asking me, I think there's a really, really, really good chance the AFC West is done by week 11. So week eight, the Cheeks have a bye. They come back in uh, week nine and they play Tennessee at seven o'clock at night on Sunday night football next Sunday or in two Sundays. They play Jacksonville at noon on the 13th. And then in week 11 on November 17th, they play at LA at 325. If you beat L.A. in that game, you are then 3-0 and in the division. You have completely swept the Chargers, who I think are already done. They're 4-3. and They lost yesterday to the Seattle Seahawks. Um, not a good game for them. Sean Payton is at every game as, like, the Grim Reaper to Brandon Staley. All he's got to do is touch him on the shoulder, and Staley's done. And I think when you... When you look at the way this division is shaping out, Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs are about to win this for the eighth straight year. Never been done before in football. No one's ever won their division eight straight consecutive years. Um, you can literally knock your division out and and knock out one of your season-long parlays in week 11. Because I don't think the Vegas Raiders are going to catch you record-wise. We, we all can... can a, can attest to that the Broncos are done. Their season is over. It's it's over in Denver. Um, that's brutal. I hate for that for people that love football to have your season be over before the halfway point in the season, but it's over in Denver. Um, Vegas has got a very, very deep hole to dig out of. They have two wins on the season. You have a tiebreaker over them already as well. I don't think you're afraid of them, um, but you will have to play them in Vegas. The Chargers, uh, they're dismantled, man. They're they're out. They're just they're done. crumbling, man. J.C. Jackson is done for the year. Mike Williams is going to go on IR. He's going to miss at least four weeks. So you're not going to have to worry about playing against Mike Williams uh, when you play him in Week 11 at LA on uh, on Sunday afternoon. So if I had to guess, I would say that there's a really, really, really strong chance that you've got one of your season long parlays over, and that's what the that's what the the narrative will be this this next week on After Hours is that this is Leg One, win the division. Leg Two. Get to 13 wins. If you can get to 13 wins, you can continue to apply that pressure on the Buffalo Bills. And if you can keep applying that pressure on the Buffalo Bills, who have to play Green Bay this week, I think they absolutely just shatter Green Bay this week, but they still have to play Minnesota. They still got to play Miami once. They got to play this New England team with Brady Zappi in here, who's a different team. He's put up 14 points and literally four throws. They just, they move differently. They can be better. The Jets obviously lose a big, big component to their offense in Brees Hall. That breaks my heart from a fantasy aspect. But again, Get to 13 wins, and if you look at the season right now, you have got to be, as a Kansas City Chiefs fan, if you are one, you have to feel completely confident and comfortable that you're 5-2 and two and two the bye week, and I get it. I know. Everyone's going to say, well, we should be 6-1. and one. I understand that. The Colts game is still frustrating, but you're 5-2, and two, and I think if you would have looked at the schedule back in June, back in July, maybe in August, and looked at it and said, if you can get to the bye week at 5-2, and two, you should be set up for pretty good success moving forward on the season. Well, that's where you're at. You're leading the AFC West. You're minus 400 to win that the rest of the year, and you can lock that division up by week 11. 100%. I mean, when we first talked about this, you know, talking on this radio station, you know, when the – Schedule comes out every year, you and your buddies, you know, start text change and you're like, all right, what are we going to finish this year? And everybody looked at this schedule and said, that is a gauntlet at the beginning of the year. 
coming out of it five and two, really not that bad. And you never know exactly what everybody, you know, what every team is going to turn into throughout the year. You know, it turns out maybe the Bucks aren't as good as we thought that they were going to be this year after losing to the Panthers yesterday. That was nasty. But, you know, you look at the games on your schedule and you say, hey, that should be a win. That should be a loss. And I always say you're always going to lose one that you shouldn't. And you're probably going to win one that that you shouldn't. So far, being 5-2 and two going into the bye, you're in a really good spot. And not only that, but like you said earlier, Dusty, the fact that the division is just fumbling the bag on this, they were supposed to be, you know, the mighty AFC West, like the best division in football. And you've got the Broncos, who I have no faith in. The Raiders, who honestly can play some pretty good football, but they can't put a complete game together. I don't know if McDaniels is the problem or mm-hmm. what it is over there, but they just can't put a complete game together. And then you got the Chargers, who are clearly the next most talented team, and they're crumbling like they always do. I, I don't know what it is with, you know, maybe they just got a terrible conditioning staff over there or what what is going on over in L.A., uh-huh. but it seems like every single year this happens. They come out of the gate, they look pretty good, they play some good games, and then injury, injury, out for the season, IR, IR, and then they're done. Uh-huh. And we're just seeing history repeat itself again, and I, I think it's – Crazy how people just tend to, you know. It's because we live in a simulation. Yeah. I mean, I'm kidding. I don't believe right. that. But maybe maybe people are just trying to be too hot takey on on the shows and everything when you're, like, coming into the year. But, yeah, I don't hey, know. come on. Like, no, nothing has really changed in this division from last year to this year I don't is think what it, we're seeing. I don't know if it's, like, hot takey or it's just more so, like, maybe you don't look at where it starts. And I think I did this on Sunday where it's – when you look at this division and you consider yourself trying to talk yourself into it like myself, saying – are the Chiefs really going to win this for an eight consecutive year? And then you look at the head coaches in this division. It's Andy Reid, and then none of these coaches, none of them on the other teams, are even worthy enough of even taking Andy Reid's gum and unwrapping it for him so he can have it. Like, you have Josh McDaniels, you have Brandon Staley, and Hackett. There is a possibility that two of those three coaches will be fired by the end of the year. Yeah. If the Chargers finish below five hundred with Justin Herbert as their quarterback again – Brandon Staley is done. And if Denver completely crumbles and continues to be the laughing stock of the NFL and just continues to just have 100% got it wrong on the coaching staff, Denver's firing Hackett. And crazy to think that McDaniels might be the only other one that actually has maybe job security past this year. And we don't even know how long he's going to last. I mean, what if they end up, you know, with four wins on the year? With that talent. And I think he's going to have at least two years. I think he gets at least two years before that, before Mark Davis really, really gets uh, his seat warmed up. But again, like it starts with coaching. And if you look at this division, you look at Andy Reid, he has always won 10 games except one season. And that was the second season, which they missed the playoffs. Every season since they've won at least 10 games. They've won 14 games, three times. They've won 12 games more than five times in his tenure with the chiefs. They just don't lose. And when they don't, they're going to do it. They win against their division. I think Mahomes is like 18 and three versus the division. So when you play that, when you play your division six games and you go five and one against your division or six and oh against your division, that's halfway, almost halfway to 13 wins. And I think, again, that's where they have to get. Get to 13 wins. Lock out your division. Win, lock up the division by week 11. If you lock up your division by week 11, that takes so much stress off because you know you're at minimum, at minimum, getting a fourth seed. And the best thing you can do now is keep applying pressure to Buffalo. And even if they do finish with the one seed, you finish with the two, and you never leave home unless you have to go to the AFC Championship game in Buffalo. And we've seen this before already. Chiefs haven't always been the one seed. Last year, Tennessee had it. Cincinnati went in there and beat them. AFC Championship game was in Arrowhead. Does Mahomes travel for the first time in the playoffs? I don't know if he does. It's going to be in Buffalo. Keep applying the pressure. Win your division. I know you feel like you should be 6-1, and one, but you're 5-2 and two into the bye week. That's got to feel good. That's got to feel great. Um, when we come back, 913-586-7610. Text lines chiming in. We'll tell you what everything else is, and I think that might have been the best the Chiefs have looked all year in that game yesterday versus the Niners. This is the Red Reaction Show with Dusty Likens, brought to you by Hellsberg Diamonds, the official jeweler of the Kansas City Chiefs, serving the kingdom for over 100 years in 200 locations. On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. Nick Price. 
Back in on the Red Reaction Show. Just about 20 minutes left here on 610 Sports Radio. Nick Price, Dusty Likens. Again, not my show, it's yours. 913-586-7610. We go to the text line, the Jay's Southland Toe Service text line. For those wondering, uh, 14-17, to 17, Chicago just scored. Mm-hmm. 144 left in the first half. 17-14, Chicago over the Patriots. From the 816, Sunday was stone cold, breaking glass, drinking beer, hitting a handful of stunners, drinking more beer, and leaving. That's fair. Took a chair shot at the very beginning of the game. Went on a little bit of a rampage. The Skymore fumble. What's that? Like getting in a submission, doing the like the arm raise, and then it comes back to life. Yes. Mahomes played pissed yesterday, and that was that was good to see. Andy Reid was back home. He loves Southern California. Everybody's feeling good. Um, from the 913, eight straight is strong. Yeah, eight straight divisions. I want to know if there's anybody out there that just has an AFC champ, AFC West shirt every year. Like the old, like, uh, Browns quarterback thing, you know? Yeah, but you just have, like, eight straight consecutive AFC West championships. There's got to be, right? So, oh, duh. Like, more Blank. than you would even think. <laughs> yeah. Um... From the 816 regarding the trade deadline that we were talking about earlier, the D-line is too inconsistent and hasn't earned any type of benefit of the doubt for those types of performances will continue throughout the season, especially with the way Frank Hawkins. Okay. Um, And we still need defense in the pass rush help. Don't let one game fool you. I didn't say one game fooled me. No, I'm with this texter from the 816 here. It's just overall, you know, if you're able to add something on the D-line that – creates a little bit more depth, you know, spreads out who you're relying on that game a little bit more, like Ooh. we saw from Melvin Ingram last year. Because Melvin Ingram last year, you know, we talked about this huge impact that he made. Realistically, it was like two plays a game, right? Like uh-huh. two plays a game, he'd get a sack, or he'd get back there and, like, force a fumble, or he'd just force a bad pass. Yeah. That's all you really need. And when you're putting this much weight on Chris Jones and Frank Clark and, you know, a rookie and Carl Loftus and guys like Mike Dana – you lose Turk Warden for the season. Not like he was a major contributor, but you like you're getting thinner there and you're putting a lot of stress on these guys to make a play. That's why I'm like, if you can go out and you can get an edge rusher, mm-hmm. even if they're, you know, even if it's a Robert Quinn, if it's one of those guys that's a little bit older that might not have a lot left in the tank, but they can just give you two to three plays a game where they make a difference. I think that's, that would be a huge upgrade for the defensive line. Yeah. I think the, they the, have the potential. I think the answer is everybody wants an edge rusher, but I think the way that the NFL is built and the way that the playoffs are going to be, I would just much rather have protection in the secondary because I think you have enough up front to create pressure. As of last year, you had nothing. And I'm not saying that that they could use an upgrade. I for sure think they could, but I think if you had to lean in one direction, I'd rather have somebody on the outside or somebody in the slot that can continue to keep pressure on receivers because, again, in the playoffs – if you do play the Bills in the AFC Championship game, like you can blitz Josh Allen all you want. The man can still run. But if you can put people in the secondary and keep Josh Allen from finding the open receiver, which is where you needed help, which you only allowed 24 points to Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills with two rookie cornerbacks, the sixth and the seventh round pick, 24 points is impressive. It's still a lot. But the thing I will say is that when you – can keep guys fresh on receivers, which is where the game is moving, which you remember when back in the day, it was like a thousand yard receiver was really, really impressive. Now it's like, ah, well, you should get a thousand yards. Right. Like you're a receiver in the NFL. Um, Gabe Davis, Stefan Diggs, problems, Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd problems. Those are teams you're going to play in the playoffs when it matters. And, you know, I don't know who the winner of the South is, you know, that's your four seed. They're going to play the fifth seed. The two is going to play the six. And so, you're going to have a favorable matchup when it comes to like what you have on the, on the offensive side versus the defensive side. But I think that the way that this defense is being used is that they're disguising packages with blitz and spags is adjusting. And I think that's why you see maybe one game was, was different than the other. There was a lot of pressure with the defensive line in this game and it was Jimmy Garoppolo and you know, the Niners don't really necessarily have the greatest offensive line. They do have the, one of the best, if not the best left tackle who was kind of coming off an injury. But again, I think if I had to make one decision where everything makes sense, I think it would probably be a cornerback just because if you have a cornerback, you don't necessarily need to have so much pressure if that guy can lock somebody down. Frank Clark, after the game, had one of the better quotes of the entire season. 
You know what I mean? We playing the 49ers. We in their in they area. We just lost last week. So if we had any type of nuts, we go go out there and get the job done again. That's what happened. We beat their ass in their stadium. They talked all that. And you see what happened. You know, we still stepping on them. Uh, two years later, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, so you know how I'm in. Real Frank Clark fashion. That's right. Real Frank Clark fashion. Lost last week, had to come back this week and win. Again, I think this was the best the Chiefs have looked all year. I don't know if they could look any better than they did. I know that the Skymore fumble was frustrating. I know that the um, the interception's frustrating. You find out after the game that maybe it was just like a miscommunication um, on a route, uh, which is unfortunate, right? Like, that's just, you know, it's one of those where do you blame Patrick Mahomes when he threw the ball? But again, like we talked about, this is the perfect time to go on a break or on a bye because now you have time to sit back, evaluate, try to find somebody, and then you have enough time to get them involved. As I thought it was funny, they said that Christian McCaffrey played limited. He ended up like basically playing the whole damn game. But um, the stat that stuck out after this past weekend was that there were nine 40-point games this season in the NFL. So there's nine times where somebody has scored 40 points. The Chiefs have three of them. The Chiefs are the only team with more than one 40-point game this season. They have one-third of the most points scored. Well, not the most, but a 40-point scored. Nine 40-point games. Chiefs have three of them. They're the only team that's done it more than once. The offense is fine. Patrick Mahomes is fine. Patrick Mahomes is strongly putting himself in the MVP seat. And I feel like he could probably go ahead and guarantee that MVP if he would just, you know, get the number one seed. And again, the number one seed is going to be something tough to accomplish. You're going to need Buffalo to have like a catastrophic finish. You're going to need to see them lose, what, three of their next 10 games? You need Buffalo to go seven and three, and you need to go set. You need to go eight and two or nine and one. Which I'm not worried about the one seed because the two seed you get to stay at home for the first two games. And then if you have to go anywhere, it's the third game, the AFC Championship game. And how great is that? Third year in a row, Kansas City and Buffalo play each other. Second time in three years is for the AFC Championship game, and this time it's in Buffalo's house, upstate New York. Patrick Mahomes gets to go up there and break a lot of hearts. Hasn't got to do it yet. Hasn't got to go on the road. Has to stay at home. Wants to break free. You know what it's like. You get Stockholm. You don't actually get that. That's not something you want. Um, but you get uh, you, you get homesick. Get out there and give somebody else. That's Stockholm Syndrome. You definitely don't want that. That's no. weird. That's like Beauty and the Beast. Um, but I think what you look at when you see the rest of the season, when you look at the Chiefs and you look at what their offense is doing, is that their offense is starting to like mesh. It's starting to gel. It's starting to become something that might be very, very, very scary. Because this is something where a lot of people were in question of how is this offense going to continue to tick? How is this offense going to move without Tyreek Hill? And we mentioned earlier, the Tyreek Hill situation is probably the best of both worlds. This is getting your cake and eating it too, right? Like the Chiefs still have the best offense in the NFL. Tyreek Hill's in Miami, has a chance to, to break Calvin Johnson's all-time uh, record of uh, most receiving yards in a season. He's doing well in Miami. Chiefs are doing well without him in Kansas City. The offense is ranked number one. It's now beaten two of the top two defenses in the NFL with Tampa Bay, San Francisco played pretty well against the, uh, the Buffalo bills scoring 20 points, not enough as they give up 24 to the bills and loss. But I think if you look at the chiefs this year, you look at their offense, it has started to solidify as a dominant offense. Like they look like a dominant offense in the NFL moving forward. Again, they played what seven games. They put up 40 points, three times. You've got to think that moving forward, Patrick Mahomes and this offense will be just fine, and you can lock that away and have zero worry about it going towards the playoff season. Because, again, at the bye, you're 5-2, and two, and you're exactly where you want to be. This is exactly where you want to be if you're the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think that if Patrick Mahomes and Juju Smith-Schuster, MBS, and Travis Kelsey can continue their roles and continue to keep that chemistry alive – with the way that the schedule shapes out moving forward, there's really not a lot of danger in your path, right? Like you're not, I don't think you're afraid of Tennessee in two weeks. And then that follows up with, I think Jacksonville and Houston and the chargers, you get the Broncos twice. You get the, uh, you get the Raiders again, you get the Rams, you get the Bengals and you got two more games outside of that Seattle, I think on Christmas Eve. And then there's another one somewhere in there that I'm not thinking of. But that's the rest of the schedule for the Chiefs. Get to 13 wins, lock up the AFC West, make sure you can solidify at least the two seed and have a chance for the one seed. It's 845. we got to take a quick break. 
we come back, we'll get you set up for the rest of the week and tell you what you can expect from the bye week here on the Red Reaction Show. It's Nick Price. It's Dusty Likens. 913-586-7610 on 610 Sports Radio. This is the Red Reaction Show with Dusty Likens, brought to you by Hellsberg Diamonds, the official jeweler of the Kansas City Chiefs, serving the kingdom for over 100 years in 200 locations. On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. From the 785, what's more dominant? Kansas's Big 12 championship streak or the Chiefs' AFC streak? I think I'm going to say if the Chiefs can win this year and win eight straight, I would say that's more dominant because they would have done it with two different quarterbacks. And like Kansas, you can kind of recruit and like you can kind of control how good you are. There's no like competitive balance thing. Yeah, lean college basketball, but you're also going against nine to eleven other teams during that span, right? And I don't know, two of those or three of those were what shared championships, right? So in the NFL, you don't share anything. Like Kansas is just Kansas City Chiefs have just won their division outright. Um, but I would say the NFL just because talent level wise, the NFL and like you just it's never been done. Like, Kansas is impressive. I'm not taking anything away from the Hawks. I mean, that, what was it, 14 consecutive years they won the Big 12? Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's you win your division eight years in a row, you do something no one's ever done in the NFL, and you do it in a year in which you were preseason projected to finish third in this division. It's seriously laughable. I mean, I think- there's just a lot of things that people just didn't take into account. And I guess, like I said at the beginning of the year, like, why do we stop putting to account, like, when we think about teams and how good they'll be, why don't we talk about head coach and quarterback? I think that's a big thing that you hit on earlier in the show was talk about head coach. Everybody wants to talk about the quarterbacks, and they say, you know, oh, Justin Herbert's right there with Mahomes and, like, all this stuff. But really what it comes down to is great coaches win games. I mean, look at what Pete Carroll's doing out in Seattle right now, the first place Seattle Seahawks just like we all thought, but it really, I mean, it means a lot more than what people give it credit for. Like having Andy Reed as your head coach gives you the stability to where, you know, you're in and you're out. This team's going to do very well against the division. They're going to do very well against the bye, and they're going to make good adjustments throughout the year. And that translates to wins in the NFL. I think the other thing that's kind of frustrating is that, when teams are projected or people are projected, they just think that bringing in new pieces will just automatically work. Now it has for Philadelphia, Jalen hurts got so much better with the addition of AJ Brown. It worked with Buffalo. Josh Allen has gotten better with Stefan Diggs, Um, but Derek Carr has not gotten better with Devontae Adams. Like they're two and four. The the division itself, like it, like Russell Wilson to, to Denver, like we just assumed it would be the same Russell Wilson that we saw three years ago, four years ago. And it's not. Russell Wilson just is not a good quarterback. And hurt or not, story to believe or not to believe, um, it's hard to trust which way is which. You can't trust Russ. You can't trust Denver. You can't trust the Chargers. You can't trust the Raiders. The Raiders can't afford to lose basically any more games if they want to stay a contender. And there's pressure all over the division except on the one that you root for, the Chiefs. The Chiefs are in their bye week holding the momentum of the AFC West by the tip of their fingers and damn near it's clenched and, and cinched that they are going to win this this division. And you look at the you look at the Chargers who might fire their coach. They just lost two more players for a significant time, Mike Williams and J.C. Jackson. One of them is out for the year, J.C. Jackson. Um, Keenan Allen is still meh. And then you look at Denver. Their season's over. 
The they char- suck. They're done. They suck. They're just, it's over. They don't, they lost their running back. They're rumored to have trade KJ Hamler and Jerry Judy are on the block, both receivers. So those guys are They're all but out of Denver. When you start trading on. guys like that, and also uh, Bradley Chubb's name has also been on the, on the rumor block to be traded. And I think that when you look at the division and you look at what the season is, and we set up the rest of this week of shows, which we'll have on happy or on after hours uh, starting tomorrow, six to 9 PM on Tuesday night, you're about to be able to put down and, and, and fill in one of your first parlays of the season. One of your first legs of your parlays to win the season, to win your season. You have to win your division. You have to, um, get a one or a two seed so you can, you know, stay stay at home as long as possible until you have to go to the AFC championship game, get to the AFC championship game, win a Super Bowl. That's your four leg parlay of the season. A tough parlay to hit. Parlays aren't supposed to be hit, right? They're supposed to be astronomically hard to get. And that's why they pay out well for such a low price. But if you want to go ahead and say that one of your legs is done, the AFC West could be wrapped up by week 11. The Chargers lost again yesterday to the the Seattle Seahawks. Geno Smith continues to roll. Kenny Walker is emerging as a young stud running back. But that's near here nor there. That's fantasy talk that you can listen to on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. Brought to you by Twin Peaks, Eat Streak, Scenic Views. This Red Reaction Show, Nick Price, Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio. But the Chargers 4-3. and The Broncos are terrible. The the Raiders are, are falling away from contention but now have to win every single game. They can't lose pressure amounts. And Patrick Mahomes sits at the top, I think, at the MVP uh, the MVP board. I think Josh Allen has a little bit of a of a little bit of a advantage over him just because their team is better. Uh, he's on a bye, so his numbers are a little deflated more than Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes will be on a bye this week, so they'll even out. But again, Patrick Mahomes at the beginning of the year plus nine hundred, nine to one to win MVP. Chiefs were picked to finish third in the division. Now they're minus four hundred to win their division. The Kansas City Chiefs are doing exactly what everybody thought they wouldn't do, but yet they brought everybody back except Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey is playing better than he's played in his entire career this year. Patrick Mahomes has plateaued to a new level of dominance in the NFL. He's the best quarterback I think any of us have seen. And in fact, this was Chris Broussard with Nick Wright earlier today. I do agree. I don't like to necessarily categorize quarterbacks just as football players. You know, people say Brady's the best football player. I reject that. But best quarterback. I I said, I told you this last week, talking to my dad, I said, watching Mahomes against Buffalo, I said, he's the best quarterback we've ever seen. Yeah. Now, he's going to have to keep winning. He will not, we know, he will not get rated as that if he doesn't win more championships. That's good. But he is the best we've ever seen, period. So again, I think that there's a lot that goes into this Mahomes season. And again, I'm I'm more for the entertainment factor. I'm more for the I love the the pettiness of it. And when you look at all the factors that went into this season, we've already mentioned one twice to finish third in the division. Uh, Josh Allen to win MVP, Tyree Kill to be the reason why the Chiefs' offense takes a step back. All of that plus Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady ranked higher than Patrick Mahomes on the top 100 list. Patrick Mahomes went from first to being ranked eighth. And this year he's coming out, and Patrick Mahomes is now on pace for 5,000 yards, 49 touchdowns, and that is a top of an MVP candidate season, plus winning your division, plus getting back to the playoffs, and really being a legitimate shot of playing in a fifth consecutive AFC championship game. And I ask you, what's more impressive? That or defying the odds? Winning your division for eighth straight year and playing in the AFC championship game again or winning MVP and proving every single person wrong that watches or breathes or eats the NFL consistently, and now hearing people like Chris Broussard say he is, in fact, the best quarterback we've ever seen. Now, greatest of all time, it depends on where you rank it. But it is clearly obvious that Patrick Mahomes is on a mission, in my opinion. I think that he is completely 100% taking this all on the offseason put it into a ball of wax, and now you are seeing it slowly melt across the NFL. And eventually, we're just going to get to the point where people are going to be like, is Patrick Mahomes still the Chiefs quarterback? Yep. Okay, then the Chiefs are the number one team in the AFC, in the AFC possibly the best team in the NFL, and that's just the way it needs to be. Stop going against the Chiefs. Stop going against Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. If anything, the entire top dogs of, of the outside media 
Take 2022 as a pill, swallow it, feel the results, and realize what's going on this year with Mahomes and the Chiefs. Especially this year, too, because the whole story in the offseason, obviously, was them being without Tyreek Hill and how is this going to affect, you know, Mahomes and this offense and everything. Turns out that, you know, seven weeks into the season, (laughs) he's doing just fine. He's doing just fine. This team's found their identity, and he's showing that he's more than just having great weapons around him. Like, obviously, you still got Travis Kelsey, but he you can put a collection of different guys around him, and he's going to make plays because he's just that damn good. Somebody says on the text line from the 417, only a handful of people left from that Super Bowl win. Players rotate so often that makes it difficult in itself. Yeah, I mean, like, Mahomes is doing oh, this yeah. with Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, McCole Hardman, which, by the way, McCole Hardman looked great yesterday. I think that they need to keep using McCole Hardman in that role. Like a poor man's Debo Samuel. Yeah, he's an X Factor kind yeah. of guy. Let him be the let him be the Aldi version of Debo Samuel. Let him be the guy that you can just run jet sweeps with, Some bubble screens. Kirkland, Kirkland brand Debo. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Kirkland golf balls, fantastic. Oh yeah, they're Pro V1s. Yeah, that's why they got sued. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they got sued. Yeah. Allegedly. Uh that's Nick Price. Thanks for holding it down. Thanks for doing what you do on Monday nights. No red reaction show next Monday. It's my week. Come on. I get biased, too. I get to to take a break. No Red Reaction Show next Monday. We'll talk to you tomorrow night on After Hours with myself. I believe Chris Unicero will be with me as well tomorrow night. But again, second half, New England, Chicago. Chicago up 20 to 14. The AFC is so wild. But there's one dominant team. Well, there's two dominant teams in it. And I just hope they get to January and play the AFC Championship game in, like, five-degree weather. Because what is it Mahomes said? I'm just a snow guy. Dusty Leggett's Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. Go do something nice for somebody. This world could definitely use it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.